0: Again, Revelation chapter one. Our goal tonight is to look at the first eight verses, and I gave you guys pretty much the bulk of my notes, a uh, little little editing on my end, but the bulk of the notes. And I'm going to do this as we go through the book, um, so that you guys can have those to refer back to. Uh, they're set up somewhat as you know what a bit of a commentary on the passages and so forth and by coming to the teaching I encourage you guys to take notes as well you know to make any connections uh that need to be made in the understanding of what's laid out before you guys and you know what along the way uh if the lord just uh you know what through me shares some some things maybe that just especially minister to you to be able to jot those down and refer back and so forth so uh, our aim in this study is going to be to go through the entire book 22 chapters we're not just going to pick out a few chapters or a few verses we're, we're going through the whole thing the whole you know what uh, 22 chapters and uh, again try to go verse by verse but at the same time looking at things in context um, you know what, sometimes we might have to look at a whole chapter because it's more valuable to get the whole forest and plucking out or uh, plucking out a couple of trees and so forth so we'll try to be systematic in that and then another thing i'm going to be try, i'm going to try to do each week and some weeks there might be more than others i'm going to try to within the study or maybe at the beginning of the study if if there's nowhere in the study for it or at the end of it i'm going to try to do just a little bit of a prophecy up, uh, update uh where i take maybe five ten minutes or so and just kind of talk about some things going on uh, in the world and so forth that really line up with the birth pains that Jesus talked about there in the all the discourse in Matthew twenty four where he says when you see these things happening and he talks about when you see them happening at a more rapid rate and so forth and we're definitely just seeing those things the Lord talks about there in Matthew twenty four at the beginning of that teaching unfolding around us just just you know at, at a at a rapid, rapid rate. So tonight we're gonna work that into our study as well. Plus, I get so many questions on things as well. And generally, I kind of got to feel when one or two people ask me, it means there's several others that are kind of asking, hey, what do you think about this and that? I'm going to try to really uh, in that, you know, uh, differentiate between, hey, this is what I think on this, my opinion. And, you know, uh, really pointing out stuff that seems to really be falling, you know, into things pointed out in Scripture and so forth. So let's get started here. Notice, well, let's read verses one through eight. We'll, we'll read that together then we'll just just start in here it says the revelation of jesus christ which god gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place and he sent and signify it by his angel to his servant john who bore witness to the word of god and to the testimony of jesus christ to all things that he saw and then notice verse three this is a huge verse do you like blessings tonight can we say amen to that blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near and then notice verse four john to the seven churches which are in asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from jesus christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washes from our sin in his own blood and is made us kings and priests to his god and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen behold he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierced him all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of Him. even so amen i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end says the lord who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. We probably could do a 12-week series on that. But our aim is going to get through the first eight verses. We'll see how we do. I can't promise anything, but that's our goal. Now notice back here here in verse 1, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. The word revelation, uh, it means disclosure, to take the cover off, or apocalypse, which implies appearing or coming, manifestation to be revealed and so we're getting a cover taken off as we are going into this book of the bible there is disclosure given to us as again we get into this book it's true with all of god's word but in this in particular case we are going to get revealed to us things that are happening as well as things that are going to happen especially in regards to the end of the age in regards to the great tribulation you know at the antichrist uh, the rapture of the church when it comes to the second coming of the lord and then what happens after that and again we've been touching on these things in our studies this whole past year in matthew 24 and 25 and in the book of daniel so we're building on that as well i know those of you that have been with their with us for all for all of that there's gonna be a lot of things that you're going to be real familiar with if you haven't been with us during that time or you're not familiar with those teachings encourage you to go back you know it and and you know when you're mowing the lawn or vacuuming the house whatever great time to put in some earphones in and and go back and listen to those teachings and they're on facebook and youtube and on our podcast and website and all kinds we have cds here too as well you can put a big C D player on, on your side and some big headphones and whatnot. Maybe go roller skating and you can listen to those messages. Um but but those things that we looked at, but really in Revelation we even get a greater amount of detail and so forth um concerning those truths that we looked at in those passages, plus even more details and insights to these things that are unfolding. And God can give this give us these things and they're a hundred percent accurate because God knows the end from the beginning. There's nothing that surprises God. You know what God uh you know at tonight he's here with us, but God as well dwell dwells outside of time and space, and He has already seen time unfold as it's unfolding, as we're here in, you know, at the unfolding of all of these things notice isaiah 46 9 it says remember the former things of old for i am god and there is no other i am god and there is none like me and then notice here declaring the end from the beginning and there's so much prophecy in scripture that has been declared that has already come about uh share this often in christ's first coming there's over 300 prophecies that the lord jesus fulfilled in great detail and then concerning the end of the age and the Lord's second coming. Are you ready for this? There's five times more prophecies. There's over 1,500 prophecies in regards to the second coming of Christ and the end of the age. So again, this is revelation. This is God declaring to us the end from the beginning. It says from ancient times, to things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. This is also, again, a revelation Not only of the end of the age, but it's a revelation. Notice what we read here, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Not only the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but this book reveals so much more to us of who Jesus is. His might, his majesty, his power, his kingship. We read when he comes back, you know, at the second time. It's not like the first time lowly on a donkey to laid down his life for sinners but he comes back on a white horse as a general to bring judgment upon sinners who make the choice to reject him this book also gives great revelation and insight into worship of god what heaven's going to be look like and just so many more instructions and exhortations and encouragements for his church while we're here even waiting for his return and his ultimate revelation to us at the end of the age. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, notice which God gave him. So God the Father gave this revelation to Jesus Christ. We're going to see in a minute that he gave to his angel, who gave it to John, who has given it to us through his written word, not for us to take and to go hide it under a bushel, but for us to take his word out to the world around us so god the father gave this to the lord and this is a bit of a mystery but it seems that jesus when he was here as a man though he was a hundred percent god he didn't know the time of his of his return and perhaps maybe all the details concerning the day of the lord that time again that includes the great tribulation the second coming and even the millennial reign of jesus christ for a thousand years after that time Notice what Jesus said in Mark 13:32, the Lord said but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the Father. And so Jesus speaking of himself in regards to his coming, no one knows that hour and in particular here this is talking about the rapture of the church, but only the Father knows that time. And this is a bit of a mystery for us because jesus has never ceased being god even while he was on earth as a hundred percent man he was a hundred percent god but really what this is is the lord you know and it tells us there in scripture when he was on earth he didn't exercise all his power as god while still being god notice philippians 2 5 it says let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bond servant coming in the likeness of man. So again, he's always been God. He will always be God. When he came to this earth, he became 100% man while still being 100% God, but he did not exercise all of the authority or power that he has had as God. And so it's a revelation given to jesus christ which god the father gave to him for what to show his servants and now listen there's a great truth we all serve something we all serve somebody we're all servants ask yourself tonight who do you serve do you serve the lord jesus christ can you say amen to that and listen In this day that we are living in especially in light of what we see unfolding in our world and scripture giving commentary and what's folding in our world it's imperative that we find ourselves abounding in serving the lord jesus christ he gives so many exhortations for us to be a people about his business looking for his coming not to get caught up with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life and boy it's so easy to get wrapped up in the cares of this life even in the midst of all the things we see unfolding around us that seem to line up so closely to Scripture, yes, there are things we need to manage in life, but it's so easy to move into a place where we're just caught up in caring for this life where we can even become over-obsessed with survival here on earth. And, you know, what? one thing we can know as followers of, the, of Christ until He takes us home He's going to go before us in surviving here on earth. We want to use wisdom. We want to be led of him and so forth. But we don't want our hearts overtaken to the point where we're just serving ourselves and just living on trying to survive here on earth versus our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and serving him. Plus, on top of that, Jesus said, if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto us. And so, again, this was given by the Father to the Son to show His servants. And as, again, children of the Lord, we're called to be servants of the Lord. And praise God, we get a lot of inside information in that. A lot of things that we know that the world around us does not know. And that's something that we don't want to be prideful in, but it's something that we want to act on because we already read in verse 3 and we'll come to it blessed are those who read and hear and then keep the words of this prophecy they're acting upon it they're acting upon the instruction in it the call to worship and so forth so again the revelation of jesus christ which god gave to him to show his servants and in a second here again we'll see god the father gave this to the son who gave it to his angel who gave it to john who gave it to his servants we are his servants and what's he called to do to go out and share it with the world in fact revelation twenty two ten, at the end of the book it says do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand and if you were with us for our study in daniel remember at the end in chapter 12 daniel's still asking questions he's still trying to understand everything that the lord had been showing to him a lot of things were a mystery to daniel that we know about including the church itself and god tells daniel listen just seal up the words of this book at the end of the age they're going to have a far greater understanding of these things." but what's he tell us why is he given to this us these things to seal them up no to act on them and to go declare the truth of the gospel of jesus christ out to the world around us and then notice what it says here and listen this comes up twice in these first eight verses it says to show his servants things which must notice here shortly take place so these are things that must take place and they're going to take place shortly and it won't just be bits and pieces of what's found here in the book of revelation but hear this it's going to be all of it it all must take place and it's all going to take place shortly and there's going to be no stopping it. There's going to be no redirecting it. I know there's been movies made by man, you know, it about the book of Revelation. I remember one years ago, Bruce Willis was in it, not recommending it, called Armageddon. Again, another word for revelation. And the whole thing was how they're going to stop the end of the world. It ain't going to be stopped. It's going to unfold in God's perfect timing. We got to understand this world's in a fallen state. Man in the garden chose to sin. When he sinned, death came to this earth. Physical death set in. Spiritual death set in. This world came under a curse. It's a state of rebellion. And the time's going to come when all this is going to eventually come to an end because this is not what God had planned for man. This is what man chose. He chose to go his own way. Now, praise God. God could have left man in that state. He could have left man in that place of no hope, damned to eternal wrath. But he gave the promise right there in the garden that his son would come. And Jesus Christ came and fulfilled over 300 prophecies in his first coming. And he laid down his life. He died for our sins and rose from the grave. That whoever calls on the name of the Lord, asks Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. They will be born again. And the time is coming when he is going to return. When this age of rebellion is going to get wrapped up this isn't going to continue on and on and on and on there's a lot of people that think that he, that it is and and we've touched on and talked about even kings and rulers of the earth coming to this place where they even believe they can obtain some sort of you know what eternal life here on this earth through singularity and all the various things that they are pursuing but newsflash it's not going to end that way the Lord is coming back, and the Lord's going to bring an end to these things and, again, usher in a reign here on earth for a 1,000 years that his followers of Christ will be part of, and then praise God after that, a new heaven and a new earth. So make no mistake, these things must take place, and they're going to take place shortly. Again, there's a lot of folks that run around saying, oh, I've heard about the coming of the Lord my whole life, so if he hasn't come by this time, surely he's not coming. You know, I got caught up in the 70s and the late great planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. And then in the 90s with the Left Behind series. And then when the Lord didn't come back after I read those books, I just decided He's not coming back. And i am tell you, there's a lot of people that say they're Christians that they say they're burned out on prophecy. You know, and all these things have been said, but He hasn't come back. Though, listen, in, in the last 50, 60, 70 years, prophecy and or prophecy concerning end times things keeps unfolding and unfolding and unfolding and unfolding and one thing we got to remember the lord is not slack concerning the promise of his coming second peter 3 9 he's going to come back and he's going to come back shortly and remember the lord there in matthew 24 said when we see certain signs begin to happen and then begin to happen rapidly like birth pains you need to know that you're near the end of the age and you are near to my return and we talked about this especially when we were there in the all of a discourse and we're seeing things happening at a rapid rate where our world listen i used to say our world is so much different than it was five years ago A year ago, that's what I would say, because it was so different. So many things have been ushered in, and the thinking of people had changed so much. Boy, I can say tonight, our world is so different than it was a year ago. (laughs) I mean, it is completely different. It has been turned upside down. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I want to touch on real quick kind of a prophecy update in this. of Things going on right now that really line up with Those sayings that the Lord said would be happening at a rapid rate and a faster and faster pace. Again, it's the picture of birth pains. A a woman's pregnant and when she goes into labor, those birth pains, those contractions start coming more and more rapidly and more and more intensely until she goes to that place where the baby is birthed. The Lord used that as an illustration for us. When you see these things happening and when they start happening rapidly and closer and closer together, you need to know we are very close to the Lord's coming to the end of the age. The Lord talked about there being wars and rumors of wars. Our world right now is on the cusp. And listen, as we talk about these things as followers of Christ, this is not to invoke fear. We're a people to walk by faith. We are in the hands of the Lord. Can we say amen to that? But there are great rumors of wars and unfoldings of wars happening at at a at a rapid pace right now where there's a lot of people that are believing we're on the cusp of some sort of perhaps major world war three type scenario where you see uh, you know at egypt and ethiopia again countries that we read about as in-time players about to go to war over damming up the Nile River Russia and Ukraine have major troop movements going on right now people are really concerned that they're going to go to war at any time Russia right now is accusing America of setting up biological labs all around the Russian border right now China is talking about going in and attacking Taiwan this is all over the news but the NBA is all for China so just throw that out there um you know those they're they're such a beacon of righteousness and so forth and then this past week on sunday night some of you may not know about this some of you may know israel just did a major cyber attack on iran's power grid to set their nuclear pursuit back several years they did this a few years back we got a president right now that is very anti-israel that is very pro-iran wanting to bring back the obama administration abomination of a treaty between america and iran and so israel knows that and so this past week the headline says this iran vows revenge against israel as media reports indicate israel acted acted alone in latest attack on iran's nuclear ambitions using remote controlled bomb and they were able to snuggle it in smuggle it in snuggle it or smuggle it into their nuclear facility and it was set off and listen it it knocked out the power grid and it set their nuclear program back almost a year now some might say well you know what's the big deal about that you know what What's Israel? There are some people that when it comes to Israel, because there is even such an anti-Semitic move, even within the church, individuals thinking the church has somehow replaced Israel, they're ignorant concerning these things. And it's not to say that Israel has it all together because they don't. But I'll tell you, they have it a lot together, a lot more together than Iran does. But listen, one thing we do know is that Israel is a major part of end times event. When the Lord comes back, it's not to sunny California. We see him coming back to Jerusalem and the nations of the world surrounding her, wanting to destroy her. But listen, we've touched on this and we'll touch on it again and again and again. All Israel will be saved. Romans 11.25, I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. And yet there's so much ignorance concerning this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. There's a distinction here between Israel and Gentiles that are getting born again that are part of the church. We need to know that because a lot of people will say, well, we're spiritual Israel now. God's done with Israel. No, that's not what we're taught. Until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. And it says in verse 26. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion. And he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. And then notice this is the key in it. Verse 27. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. God keeps his covenants. Abraham and God had a covenant concerning the people of of israel and tonight is jesus your lord and savior can you say amen to that you're in a covenant with christ through his shed blood and he's going to keep his covenant that you have entered into by his grace through faith in him as his lord and savior and this is a great picture to us to rejoice in because it shows the faithfulness of god to his people one other thing when it comes to rumors of wars and i'm barely scratching the surface i'll just read the headline China creates hotline to report citizens who attack state in Erie Orwellian power grab. It says, I'll just read the first line. Beijing has created a new system for citizens to immediately inform the government of anyone who denies the excellence of the Chinese advanced socialistic culture. It's a culture of snitches where they are waging war against one another and training people up to wage war against their neighbor how sad how sad but i'll tell you this is there's efforts to try to set up things like this in our own country in fact we've even seen it over the last year you know with the covid snitch line where you know what someone's just earning a living someone is you know what cutting hair because they need to pay the rent and some bitter angry ignorant person says i'm going to get on the phone and snitch on them shame on those people they need to repent that's wickedness that is total wickedness now when it comes to pestilence jesus talked about a great increase of those in the last days and we've also talked about singularity we saw some of that in that video we watched last week we've touched on it a bit in our studies the merging of men and machines which at this point i'm of the opinion it's just my opinion That the mark of the beast seems like it will be some sort of altering altering DNA process that recreates you in the image of the beast. It seems to, you know what, on my end, to make the only sense why you can't be saved after you take the mark, the genetics tampered with. And remember, the days of the coming of the Son of Man will be like the days of Noah. And what had happened in the days of Noah, the genetics of man had been tampered with. Angels had come down and had relations with women to alter the genetics of man. Because God gave a promise that through the seed of woman, the Savior would come. And so what do we read about in the book of Genesis? A race of giants upon the earth wanting to cut off the seed of the coming Messiah. Now, some people say, oh, no, that's not what it says. No, that's what it says. Go look at Jude. Go look at First Peter or Second Peter chapter 2. It talks about angels leaving their natural abode to pursue strange sexual immorality. And so it's a scenario that seems to line up with the days of Noah with the days that we are living in. Now, with that said, it seems that there are things right now that are introducing the ideas of things that would alter our person and so forth. And I keep getting asked some questions about this, so I'm going to address it. I think there's two issues with these vaccines that have been put forth for COVID-19 and whatnot. Now, listen, I'm not making any judgment on anybody that has refused that vaccine or individuals that have taken that vaccine. There's different scenarios. People are in different positions and so forth. But since I've been asked my opinion so much about it, I think some of you probably know what it is. But I just want to talk about it. And again, this is not a judgment on any individuals. But as far as what I have seen, this is not a vaccine. It is a treatment. It is nothing about it lines up with what a normal vaccine is. And yet it's called a vaccine. Why? To protect the makers of it and the distributors of, a, of, of what? Of a lawsuit. Because vaccine companies cannot be sued. Do you know that tonight? Doesn't that make you feel good? that these individuals have no accountability and so forth. And maybe you're pro-vaccine, but if you don't have a problem with that, man, pull your head out of the sand. <laughs> that, how, how would you justify that and so forth? Um, it's also interesting to me as well as the people that get this vaccination that's supposed to protect them, they're still told to mask up, to social distance. They say you can still get it, and they say you can spread it as so many people that have gotten the vaccine immediately contract the covid 19 in fact the prime minister of australia said this week even if everyone in our country receives this we still don't know if we'll open our borders or not well how much do you trust in this thing then if you would say such a thing also with it there's a lot of genuine concern from a lot of legitimate scientists and doctors that are going out on a limb versus going along with the narrative of what may come out of this there was a report from the uk this week fearing that you know when the next season of COVID comes around the deaths are going to be predominantly people that have been vaccinated and then they step back and they say well it's because the vulnerable are the ones getting vaccinated they're already trying to cover their tracks because again we're already seeing the johnson and johnson you know version of this shut down because there's so many deaths from it. It's producing blood clots. The CDC, oh, we all trust them, right? Who actually is a for-profit group, just so you know. They're not an arm of the government. They're a pro for-profit group. They said that the COVID vaccine has already killed more people than all vaccines combined over the last 13 years. So we need to know these things. This is what I want to encourage you with that tonight. Again, I'm not a doctor. You call it, you know. You know that. I'm giving my opinion because people have been asking me, and I I I look at this stuff all the time. Whether you've gotten that or not, you need to number one trust Jesus, Amen, (laughs) and secondly, listen, use wisdom, because all the things that they told us to do in these lockdowns are all the things that we should not be doing. They've told us to stay inside. You need to get out in the sun. There's been no exhortation on you know what. Exercise and vitamins and so forth. Because everything I have seen and listening to scientists after scientists and doctor after doctor is this is predominantly a vitamin D issue. Vitamin D is a mystery to modern medicine. It's not even a vitamin, it is actually a hormone that you get from the sun. In the winter, you cannot get the vitamin D that you need from the sun. Thus, what happens in the winter? There's an uptick in colds, there's an uptick in flu, and so forth. There's part of, you know what? there there, a lot of this stuff is even theory there's a lot of people that even believe that happens to actually get toxins and things out of your body and so forth there's a lot of different ideas that a lot of people don't know about and there's a lot of theory in a lot of these things but one thing that is known vitamin d protects your body vitamin c zinc quercetin gets those things inside of your body listen they have supplements for that today You can go and take those, and especially the darker skin you are, the more that you need vitamin D in the upper hemispheres in the world because you cannot get what you need from the sun. Listen, this is all real science. Well, I believe in science. Well, good. You should take this in tonight because this is actual real science. This is real truth. Again, you shut all the gyms down when we should be exercising. Don't go outside. All these poor seniors that were locked into these homes getting no sun. Not getting those supplements and so forth. And then having these things introduced in those homes and spreading. And now we got a governor in New York who murdered 16,000 people. So all the attention goes to all his supposed affairs and so forth. Man, that, that, the reason that that's... That guy's always been that way. Have you ever listened to that guy talk? He's always been that way. But it's to take the attention off 16,000 murders in that state. So listen that's my opinion on that but here's the deal where this is going what really is the bigger issue and i personally think the bigger issue is (laughs) trying to make everyone a global citizen trying to create the haves and the have nots and you look at things like this there was a volcano on saint vincent's island this past week and only the vaccinated residents were allowed to escape did anyone hear that? It's been all over the news. If you got the vaccination, we'll get you off the island. If you don't, you're going to stay. Listen, if you've taken that or not, that should still bother you. That That is wicked. That is satanic. Um, a report this week from the Daily Mail UK. Pentagon scientists work inside a secretive unit set up at the height of COVID war DARPA have created a microchip to be inserted under the skin, which detects COVID-19 infections and a uh, revolutionary filter that can remove the virus from the blood when attached to dialysis, a dialysis machine. So they put a chip in you. Anyone want to line up for that? <laughs> they put a chip in you that detects when you have COVID-19 though, It seems like most people, when they have COVID-19, have no symptoms or anything else. You're sick, but you know what? You don't appear sick or anything. And then they put you on this machine to get it out. Listen, a chip in the hand, we won't jump that far ahead in Revelation, but we know the Antichrist will introduce a mark which will have to be taken on the hand or the forehead and you cannot buy or sell without that mark. That comes in the midway of the tribulation. Again, it seems there's a great effort to introduce these things. And then I'll just read another headline on this. The World Economic Forum that we talked about last week and the film we showed, the teaching we showed, the World Econom- uh, Economic Forum wants you to wear a microchip powered smart mask that tells you when you're allowed to breathe to when you're allowed to have fresh air. Listen, this is headline stuff this isn't anything i mean and it's all over the news well you're not going to hear it on your local ksby ain't talking about it cnn you know you might get a smidge of it on 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 fox but this is all out there Th- this is all i mean this stuff is happening rapidly a year ago if you heard this stuff if i came up here hey you know you're crazy steve this is stuff is, is happening though and again it's happening at a rapid rate Jesus also said, again, there will be false Christs. There will be false prophets. Someone sent me a TikTok recently. I'm not a TikTok guy, but they sent me a TikTok. Actually, my son sent it to me. He usually sends us a TikTok a day. But he sent a TikTok of a group in Israel declaring their guy of being the Messiah. And it shows them at the Wailing Wall in this massive group of Orthodox Jews surrounding this guy in a worship like manner um, this is happening all over there's a 400 year prophecy i'm not saying that it's accurate because i don't believe that it is but the fact that it's in the news shows that the world is looking for a world leader there's a 400 year old prophecy in regards to russia and U- ukraine going to war that when that happens the messiah though the messiah has come but israel rejected the messiah for the most part except for a remnant and so you see this great messiah watch in the world and you see individuals coming up saying they are the messiah and then in russia they begin to reconstruct the triumphal arch of uh, pal palmyra in syria which the talmud which i give no credibility to but it prophesies when that happens the messiah is going to soon come and so again there's this great desire for a world leader that is just growing incredibly and you're seeing false christ and talk about false christ happening really at a great pace as jesus said it would just a couple other things and then we'll jump back here because again these things must take place shortly and we're seeing birth pains that Jesus said would happen right before the end of the age happening rapidly again as birth pains of a woman going to give birth to a child. Just a couple headlines Hoarders, uh, hordes of demoralized cops are quitting their jobs and America's streets are less safe as a result. And it just talks about so many police officers resigning because of the atmosphere that's going on again towards the police and in these stations and so forth we know that satan is a the, the antichrist will be the man of lawlessness and you see great lawlessness just spreading incredibly through our world and then i thought this fell in the line of lawlessness as well as sexual immorality um 255 california prisoner in- inmates identify as transgender non-binary so they can be moved to a woman's prison I mean, what well, in the world, they're, they're probably paying for their transition as well from your tax dollars. This is lawlessness. And then you look at Christian persecution. And I think recently I talked about some of the things that we've heard about in China and India and so forth. And we've talked a lot about Canada and what's happening just north of us. And some of you guys may have heard this week the pastor James Coates that had been arrested up there and incarcerated for 35 days because he refused not to preach the gospel you know they let him out you know what he did he went back and he preached the gospel and so the local goons at the director of the local health uh, director went and they fenced off their facility I mean how can you even legally do this when that's their property that morning or the next morning the fence got tore down and then they sent out are you ready for this did anyone see this 200 cops 200 cops to try to keep people out of church and i've been following and everything and 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 there's actually a lot of really good alternative canadian news sources and so forth and the best commentary that i saw on it it was a tweet that was put out i think someone that works for rebel news And they said, quote, young American pastors promoting cultural Marxism, this is your future. And I'll tell you, this community and most communities in America are getting inundated with young American pastors promoting cultural Marxism. Thinking they're preaching the word of God when they're doing no such thing. We need to be praying for our nation, I'll tell you that much. And then listen, the last three things. Bill Gates wants to block the sun. Joe Biden wants to take your guns. And a lady named Sarah Beasley wants God to help her hate white people more. It's in a devotion that's sold at your local Target store. Kid you not. You you talk about just confusion. I mean, the world is just, you know what, tottering as the scripture said that it would in the last days. And again, I brought that in here because these things which must take place shortly we are closer than we have ever been. And then notice the rest of verse one. We might get to verse eight, I don't know. It says, and he sent and signified it By his angel to his servant, John. We've already talked about that. God the Father gave it to his son, who gave it to his angel, who gave it to John, who has given it to us, who bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Now notice, it says he sent and signified it. He sent and signified it, and this talks about by a sign or Symbolism when you get into the greek language here and revelation is a book that has a lot of symbolism in it which makes a lot of people go i can't understand any of this we just we shouldn't even read this book i don't get it well listen how do we know what this symbolism means we turn to scripture no prophecy of scriptures of any private interpretation and so, the signif- you know, the thing sent and signified the signs, the symbolism in the book. We looked at Scripture itself to try to understand and interpret the symbolism in it. So, again, we're kind of laying some groundwork for this. He bore this to John. We'll be talking more about John. We went through the Gospel of John not long ago, a couple years back. John was one of the Lord's disciples. Before he, before he followed Christ, he was called one of the sons of thunder. Him and James were called that because they liked beating people up. And they wanted to be the Lord's bodyguard at one point. He's like, I'm good. He was converted, though, into the disciple of love. Amazingly. And the Lord used him to write the Gospel of John and three epistles, which one of the major themes of those books is the love of God. We'll see, Lord willing, next week he was put on the island called Patmos because they kept trying to kill him and they couldn't. So they finally said, we'll just banish him out here. And this is where he got this revelation. One other note with this, this book was written in 95 AD. It's the last book that was written of the New Testament. And it's very important because there is a group that call themselves Preterists that they believe everything in Revelation has happened up to chapter 19. And they believe it all happened in 70 AD when Rome overthrew Jerusalem. Problem is, guys, this was written 25 years after that. And this is a revelation of what would happen. So we might touch on more of that and whatnot, but uh, you know what? Wishful thinking. These are the same people that also say Satan's bound up right now. and We're the millennial reign of Christ. Good grief. I mean, wh- where do you get this stuff from? So John bore witness again of 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 the ministry the death the resurrection of jesus he's bearing witness of it in this book as well as in john and those three epistles of all the things that he saw and we're going to come back to that lord willing next week because revelation 119 if we get to that is really the key to understanding revelation where the Lord tells John, write the things which you have seen, or the things you saw, the things which are, and then the things that will take place after this. Because John writes of the things that he saw. He talks about the Lord. We'll read in a minute. That the Lord shed His blood for us. Talking about the ministry of the Lord. And then he talks about the things that are, and he addresses the letters to the church. The churches and so forth, which isn't just for seven churches in Asia at that time, but for the Lord's church, And then chapter 4 onward, he says, and after this. And it seems to be an outline of the things Jesus did, the church age, and then the great tribulation. And there's a lot of evidences in that. We'll get to that down the road as you start into chapter 4 of a pre-tribulation rapture that happens at the beginning of the tribulation. Now notice verse 3. Blessed is he who reads, and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near listen blessings are wonderful to be blessed it means to be well off i don't know about you but i'm pro blessing If the lord wants to bless me i want to receive it it doesn't say blessed though is just he who reads but it says blessed is he who reads and then hears you can read stuff and not hear it it can go in one ear and out the other and God wants us to read His Word to really hear it, to say, I really want to get this down to my soul. I'm not going to sit in judgment of the Word. I'm going to let the Word judge me. I want to let the Word change me, versus being in the place where I want to resist God's Word and I want to change it. So God wants us to read, He wants us to have an ear to hear. And then from there, as servants of the Lord, this was written for servants of the Lord, we read god wants us then to go and act on the word listen when you act on the word there's blessings from god that come into your life and you know what's wonderful about this book there are multiple blessings that are outlined here for the follower of the lord jesus christ i have them written for you i'm just going to read the underlying part in revelation 14 13 it says blessed are the dead who die in the name of the lord from now on now i'm not wishing a martyr's death on anybody but this is talking about martyrs in the tribulation, as well as those that would, I believe, even lay down their life daily to take up their cross to follow after the Lord. There's a blessing found, found in dying to yourself and serving the Lord. Revelation 16:15. Blessed is he who watch and keeps his garments. Are you watching for the coming of the Lord? What's your walk look like? You know what? Are you reflecting Christ? It says, blessed is he who is looking for the Lord's coming. And again, keeping his walk in a manner that is glorifying to God. Revelation nineteen nine, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Is Jesus your Lord? Can you say amen to that? Then you're called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We'll get into that more down the road. That's yeah, a blessing you did not even know about maybe tonight. Revelation 26, blessed and holy is he who is part of the first resurrection again we talked about that a few weeks ago that first resurrection here indicating you know what the rapture of the church when these bodies will be transformed what a blessing in that the second resurrection in the sense of the resurrection of man you don't want to be part of that the great white throne judgment and then revelation 22 7 blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book that's written in the last chapter it's reiterated blessed is he who who reads who hears and then keeps or walks in the prophecy the the prophetic instruction found in this book and then it's reiterated again in revelation 22 14 blessed are those who do his commandments so we want to be a people not that just read sometimes a study like this oh man i'm going to listen to that that sounds entertaining with all the stuff going on and listen this is there i mean there's nothing dull here but we want to be doers of the word we want to respond amen and then he says once again again blessed is he who reads those who hear the words of this prophecy and keeps the things written in it and then notice we're three verses in we hear it the second time for the time is near the time's near don't be thinking oh well a couple thousand years have come back he's gone by his slack in his return the time is near because let me tell you this time here if you even count from the the resurrection of christ to a second coming it might seem so long to us but compared to eternity you can you you could probably compare it to if you go to get your oil change tomorrow and the time in the waiting room to you know you get out of that to the rest of your life if you live to be a ripe old age of 120 that doesn't even begin to compare the shortness of time here to all of eternity the time is near and then notice verse four john to the seven churches which are in asia These were seven actual churches in Asia Minor. We've been reading in Acts on Sunday morning of the church of Ephesus, one of those churches in Asia Minor. In chapter 2 and 3, he gives a personal letter and address to each of those churches, which has application for all of us. This also, though, seems to refer these seven churches to seven periods of time. they line up perfectly with church history. We'll be getting into that as well in the weeks to come lord willing also what's interesting about this is seven is the number of completion and we already read there in romans when it talks about when the fullness of the gentiles have come in all israel will be saved and it seems you know some have taken this to be you know what when the church age is completed then after these things the tribulation begins notice what it says next here grace to you and peace so this is for us grace to you and peace from him who is who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from jesus christ the faithful witness of the firstborn of the dead the ruler over the kings of the earth now there's a great truth to have real peace you first have to have real grace and we get grace through faith grace is the gift of god that brings salvation for grace by grace you have been saved through faith and i tell you, when you come to that place, you can have real peace. Not peace that the world offers, but peace that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you get to that place where you have grace, but you don't have peace, you need to get back to the one who gives grace. Get your eyes back on the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, we know the world's coming to a place where they're going to say peace and safety, but sudden destruction is going to come upon them. Because real peace is only found in the Lord also what's interesting in this little passage we just read we have a trinity sighting here i threw some verses there in your notes that are pictures and descriptions and places we see the trinity you guys can refer to those genesis 126 god said let us make man in our image no doubt the father son holy spirit speaking the lord's baptism where we see jesus the spirit of god and god the father speaking and we see this here it says to him who is who was and is to come this is a reference here to god the father who has always been who is who will always be god and then notice the seven spirits who are before his throne this isn't saying there are seven holy spirits this first of all talks about the holy spirit who was with each one of those churches in asia minor others have seen this as the holy spirit in his fullness in Isaiah eleven two, it speaks of the Holy Spirit. And there's seven attributes that are listed here. Notice Isaiah eleven two. It says, the Spirit of the Lord. Number one, shall rest upon him, speaking of Christ, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So it's a reference to the Holy Spirit. Grace to you and peace from God the Father, from God the Holy Spirit, and from jesus christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and ruler over kings of the earth again we're learning more about christ here things we have learned about christ being reiterated again it's a revelation of jesus christ jesus christ hear this he is the faithful witness if jesus bears witness to something i can guarantee you 100 percent, it is true jesus christ bears witness to the book of revelation he's the best witness ever amen he's also the firstborn from the dead he's the first again who resurrected from the grave to defeat sin death satan and hell and if christ has not risen the scripture says our faith is vain and we are a pitiful people but praise god he has risen from the grave this is also a reference to a position again he is The one who conquered death. He has the position of the one who conquered death. And that can only be a position held by God, who is without sin, who came here to earth, tempted in all ways, died for our sins, and conquered the grave. And then notice as well, and listen, rejoice in this tonight. You want to be blessed in the midst of all the chaos in the world? Then then read here, and then i think part of the doing of the word at times is just resting in the truth of the word versus leaning on our own understanding we do the word by standing on the word and claiming the word and standing in the truth of the word this is the truth jesus christ is the ruler over the kings of the earth and in psalm 2 we looked at a few weeks ago it talked it talks there about the kings raging against god but God the Father saying, saying, I've set my king on my holy hill on Zion. And then if you jump forward to Revelation 19, you see the Lord coming back at the end of the tribulation to judge the nations. And it's written on his robe, on his thigh, a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Make no mistake, the Lord is in control. And then it says some wonderful truths here. To him who loved us. Aren't you glad the Lord loves you tonight? Man, rest in that he laid his life down for us and demonstrated that love to him who loved us and then it gets even better and washed us from our sin in his own blood jesus atoned for our sins if we read all this and so forth and knew all this stuff but our sin was not atoned for we would read this in great despair knowing judgment was coming upon us but jesus shed his blood life is in the blood he laid his life down and dying for our sins that not only would we be forgiven but our sin would be washed away separated as far as the east is from the west man our god is so good and then on top of that he's made us kings and priests to his god and father it could have been he just saved us and said you know what i'll save you but you're going to be a grunt in glory forever but he made us kings and priests to his god and and father this is so multi-layered listen in the old testament the holy spirit only came upon prophets priests and kings and the new testament we read in the new covenant he pours his spirit out on all flesh on his maidservants and his mid-servants we have the indwelling of the holy spirit of god we're also listen as kings and priests saved unto the father's service there's no greater calling than being a follower of the lord and called to be about the father's service and then we will also rule and reign with him in the millennial you know what kingdom and for all eternity it says in revelation 519 it's reiterated he has made us kings and priests to our god and we shall reign on the earth and i'll tell you tonight you need to know that's coming but it's also who we are in the lord man there's royalty out here in this garden tonight we're called to represent the king of kings we're ambassadors of christ and absolutely we are called to be a people that are about the priesthood in the sense of a people listen the main duty of the priesthood you know what it was it was to minister to god it was to be a worshiper of god and that's why when we see a world that's so disgruntled and angry that does not give thanks to God, it should be all the more we're determined to walk in who we are to say, but I will praise the Lord. And all the more I'll lift up his name. And all the more I'll give him glory. And then what's he say after this? To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So even with this just thought of he loved us, he washed us, he's made us kings and priests to his God and Father. Listen, praise him give him glory give him again exaltation lift him up as the almighty god amen so be it or the final word on the matter and then we're almost done here notice verse seven behold he is coming with clouds and he's coming shortly we read it twice behold he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierced him all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him even so amen the lord is coming again this is the testimony of jesus christ this is the word of the lord and the lord says behold i am coming there's some people that, again teaching hey well the lord's not coming that's not the testimony of jesus christ you hear someone say the lord's not coming they're a liar that's the testimony of the wicked one he is coming, and He's coming with clouds. In fact, in the Word, we read of technically two comings. We read him coming for His church, where we're caught up in the twinkling of an eye. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18. 1 Corinthians 15-51. We know that the Lord said He goes away to come back for us so that we would be where He's at in the Gospel of John. And then you see the literal second coming, which we already referred to back in... Revelation 19, Daniel 7:13 speaks of this, Zechariah 12:10 through uh 12, Matthew 24:30 30 and 31 verses throughout the scripture. And when he comes back in his second literal coming, it will be in the clouds. We will be with them according to Revelation 19 riding white horses and the Lord will touch down here on earth and absolutely every eye is going to see him, even those who pierced him. And those who pierced him, we read in Zechariah that they will mourn for him, and that's when all Israel, the remnant that is still on this earth, will call out to Christ. He'll come out of Zion, and all Israel will be saved. And then finally, here, verse eight, he says, "I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end," says the Lord, who was, who, uh, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty now we just saw the same description of the father and now we see the exact same description for the son the alpha the omega the beginning and the end what's very interesting alpha omega it's the first and the last letter of the greek alphabet what's fascinating is in the greek text it only gives the first letter of the word omega it's not written omega it's just the first letter and what that indicates is that He's not just the beginning of the alphabet to the end, but it indicates on and, on and on and on and on and on and on and on, even after the omega. He says this again at the end of the book. Revelation twenty two twelve. Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give everyone according to his work. I am the alpha, the omega, the beginning, in the first, and the last and then he says who is who was who is to come the almighty hebrews 13 8 jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever he is god he will always be god and hear this he has always been god in him there's no shadow there is no turning and as he has given us his word We read the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God endures forever. Man, God wants us to hang our hat on the word of truth, the revelation of Jesus Christ, knowing as he's not changing, his word is not changing. And again, it's where we can take what is written here to the bank that these things are going to unfold exactly as the witness of Jesus Christ has been given to us in the book of Revelation. So. Listen, that's where we're going to stop tonight. We made it. I'm surprised. There's some speed preaching going on there, but listen, I also I want to get I I you know we want to take it, we want to really break it down, but at the same time, we we want to be at a at a good pace and so forth, so that we're we're seeing the whole pictures as they're being painted. And sometimes you can get so stuck on a tree, you're not seeing the forest in front of you. So God, we praise you tonight. We give you glory. We just thank you for your person and who you are. We thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, that indeed you love us. I thank you, Lord, that you shed your blood for us. That, Lord, when we come to you by grace through faith, our sins are washed. And we thank you, Lord, that in you. And I hope and pray that everyone here that is a follower of Christ would recognize and know that we are called kings and priests. We have a great future and hope. And we're not here on earth right now just to be serving ourselves in our belly, to be servants of the Lord. And I hope and pray tonight, God, that we've been encouraged and exhorted in that. I hope and pray tonight, God, that our, Lord, faith has increased, our hope has increased, God, that we would know that we are in Christ. And again, you're with us till the end of the age. Lord, stir our hearts in these things, God. Stir our hearts to be worshipers of the Lord to do the work of an evangelist, to be a people of prayer. God, to take this insider information that we have and not just sit on it but to act on it to your glory and to your praise, to share it with others to be unashamed of you and to be unashamed of your word. So help us in that. And if you're here tonight, you haven't called upon Christ. Listen, Jesus stands ready to forgive you of your sin. That sin that separates you from the lord that separates all of us from the lord if it is not brought to the lord but listen he's paid the debt of your sin he stands ready to forgive you to be your lord and savior and i can't encourage you enough to come to him to ask him to forgive you to be your lord that means something it means you're turning from being your own lord to say jesus i want you to be the lord of my life I want you to be my God. I'm calling out to you for forgiveness, for life. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. And I'll tell you, he'll meet you right right where you're at. And it will be a, a, a decision that you will never regret in calling upon Christ. If that's you, again, listen, call on him right now. In your own words, come to the Lord. He knows your heart. He'll meet you where you're at. We bless you and praise you, Lord. Bless the rest of our night and our fellowship. We thank you for a beautiful evening and your goodness. And we pray and ask these sayings in Jesus Christ's mighty name. And we said together, amen. God bless.